You're listening to the Best I've Ever Read podcast, the podcast where we discuss the best and not so best books we've ever read. We're your hosts, Liv and Kim. Okay, we are back, everybody. Thank you for waiting for the rest of this Sally Rooney trifecta episode. We didn't want to like bombard you with like a really long episode. So split it up into two little bites. Yes. Welcome Um, back. Thanks for joining us again. We have no new news because we're recording it on the same day. So yeah, straight into the juice. What you guys came here for. Yeah, we know you don't actually care about what we did this weekend. (laughs) Yeah. Shut up, guys. Just get into the books. What's the next book we're going to talk about? So we chatted about, well, in the last episode, if you didn't listen, go back and listen to part one of this episode because mm-hmm. we chat about Sally Rooney. We, we talked about her more in depth. And then we talked about each book in terms of their ratings and their awards. And now we're kind of just mm-hmm. going more into our thoughts of each book. So we already yeah. talked about conversations with friends. Now we're going to talk about normal people and beautiful world. Where are you? So yeah. normal people. Not to be confused with Anxious People by Frederick Backman. Yes, that... um, I did mix them up for a very long time. I did as well. And I realized they're two different books. I just thought they had two different, really different covers. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, different books. So Normal People. Normal People. Um, So this book follows Marianne and Connell, who went to high school together. Mm-hmm. But they don't hang out at all. They're like not friends. Marianne is kind of like a shy girl. Seems like she's very introverted, doesn't have many friends. And then Connell is part of the cool, he's like a cool jock. You're typical, yeah, typical jock, cool guy in high school, super popular. All the girls love him. He's dating the popular girl. Connell's like the popular guy. However, Marianne, pretty wealthy, it seems. From yeah, what I gather. So she's very wealthy, and she hire she has a hired maid in her home or a cleaning lady mm-hmm. of sorts, and that person is actually Connell's mom. Yeah. So Connell goes to Marianne's house once in a while because his mom is working for Marianne's family, and Marianne and Connell know each other after hours from school. And this is an interesting relationship because they actually end up kind of having a secret relationship Mm -hmm. because when they're at Marianne's house, they get to know each other more and talk and then have sexual relations. They definitely do have sexual relations. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) they do. Um, But yeah, it's not, they're not friends at school. They don't talk um, at all. And no one knows about this. And Connell actually has a girlfriend, a popular girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just remembered that part, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, what's her name? It's like Steph or Sally Rooney. <laughs> Lorraine? No, Lorraine is his mom. Oh. oh, yeah. Lorraine's the mom. Lorraine is his mom. I don't know. I feel like it starts with an S. Uh, someone tell us in the comments. In the comments. Um, I mean, she's obviously not an important character. because. Yeah. I just remember she's like brought up a couple times when yeah. they go back and forth but this book actually follows them throughout high school or last year of high school 
college and then after college is it rachel or karen One oh of the it might be rachel or karen i think yeah. there's a rachel and a karen though there's like a friend in there there's like two um yes yeah yeah connell's just in the popular crowd and he has the friends but it kind of jumps between them being in high school and then going to college and roles reverse when they go to college. Connell is not having a good time settling in. He's going through, he's having some mental health issues. And then Marianne is thriving. Like she's mm-hmm. found her friends. She's found her circle. She's found her sense of style. So it's interesting to see how the narrative flips. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they've kind of ended the relationship from high school. Yeah, they didn't stay together over the summer, and then they end up going to the same school because she encourages him to apply for school to Trinity because he doesn't, because I think because he was like jock, he was like, oh, I'm not going to get in or whatever. And then she was like, no, you should apply to Trinity. Oh, yeah, and he like studies really hard. Yeah. And then they both end up at Trinity in Dublin, Mm -hmm. and they see each other. They don't speak, but then they see each other at a party, like, a few months into school. And Marianne has a boyfriend and has all these friends and is, like, wearing makeup and is, like, cute and everything. And then Connell's like, oh, damn, that's Marianne. Oh, shit, Marianne. Yeah, Yeah. and yeah, the roles are totally reversed. One thing I like about her writing again back to Rooney's writing but a (laughs) a common theme within all three books which it's not very explicitly talked about in North America um I think because we don't have as clear lines between like working class and Mm -hmm. like middle class people but she talks a lot about and I think this goes back to like her Marxism and her ideas around the economy and stuff but she talks a lot about the juxtaposition between like working class people which definitely in like Ireland and England is something that is more obvious, especially with people's like accents and not that accents were talked about in this book, but with people's accents and with the way people dress, it's way more noticeable what class you're from. And so, yeah, she puts like Connell's mom is a housekeeper for Marianne, her family, and she's a single mom and they have a very close relationship. And it's very obvious that he's from a sing like he's from a poor home or from mm-hmm. a working class yeah, home. Yeah. Whereas Marianne is from a very wealthy family. she Her mom's also a single mom. Yeah, I, I believe her her father passed away. So she she is a single mom, but she's like a huge bitch. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. She's not so, close with Marianne. And no. then the brother's really abusive. And too. the brother is like, abusive. But they're like, rich and like. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's a very cool part that Sally Rooney does. And she talks, she does that in her other books as well, is talk about class and money but yeah the way that she the way that she juxtaposed those things between connell and marianne and like even when connell went to when they went to college connell lived in like a house and like shared a room with someone and marianne has like her own one bedroom apartment um like in dublin and so yeah she she definitely like talks about that within the story which is something that i don't think we necessarily talk as much about in North America so I liked that and just the attention that was paid to that yeah I now that I like look back on this story though I feel like I just put myself in in the shoes of Marianne and Connell like if I was them how it would suck to be in such a long-standing relationship like that where you kind of hate each other but you want to be together but they're never together I feel like they never actually 
end up together or they ever date and not saying I would hate that but it's just like I guess that is the reality of some people's lives but it's just it it just it makes you feel sad a little bit this yeah. couple could have had so much potential but because of like social factors economic factors it just would never work yeah that's like what I said before like there it's never it never ends in a way that is like satisfying which I think just speaks to like again the nature of like her writing and that's just life but yeah so like spoiler alert but at the end of the book I believe one of them is moving to go to graduate school and then they were like kind of together oh right yeah I think because they both end up going back home to their like hometown Connell and Marianne end up resuming their little situationship and then yeah okay I'm reading the synopsis again And um, okay, yeah, there's like quite a few things that happen here. Yeah. But Marianne gets into like that abusive relationship with that oh, guy. Oh, yeah, yes. It's like a very, I guess, physically abusive. Well, Sally Rooney writes a lot about the physical part of the relationship. Like it's sexually physical, not like dominatrix stuff, but it seems like there's a lot of like sexually, vi- sexual violence that's supposed to be consensual, but it doesn't seem like it is. Yeah, because Marianne is, well, yeah, again, I think that that speaks to like Sally Rooney's writing is that you see the inside of like, you see that Marianne doesn't think that she's worth very much. And so she kind of allows those things to happen to her because she, she kind of is just in the point of like, well, what the fuck does it matter if it happens to me or not? But yeah, she is in a, I would say it's like a physically abusive relationship. She doesn't really like to be with him, but it also speaks to like, she grew up with like a physically abusive brother. How would you know any, not how would you know any better, but you're kind of used to experiencing that. Yeah. And yeah. So then I guess at the very close to the end, Marianne has broken up with Jamie, the abusive person. Mm -hmm. And... Oh, oh, okay. There was, sorry, I'm getting these guys mixed up. So there was Jamie, the wealthy boy in the social, in their like friend group at Trinity. Oh, yes. Yeah. And then she gets into that relationship with the Swedish photographer. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Lucas, yeah. Yeah. And he takes like very explicit photos of her and photos that she consents to in quotes, but you can tell she doesn't really like it. She just does it because she's in a relationship with this person. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, that was like, a really that's a really dark part of the book I think because yeah that's really sad that she thought that way about herself yeah and that photographer Lucas guy just made me feel really icky like even reading that you're like oh this guy sucks so much he needs to go to jail like actually go to jail he's pretty icky yeah he was really icky and then Connell has a friend that like trigger warning commits suicide and yeah I guess they're both just like in a really low point in their lives like they're both like Connell has lost one of his friends Marianne is out of like an abusive relationship but they do meet up again in their hometown and they end up sleeping together again and then Marianne ends up asking Connell to like hit her in bed Oh, yeah. 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 And then he's like, no, what? Like, yeah, he's like, no, I don't do that. I'm not comfortable with this. And she's like, why not? And she's kind of forcing it upon him. But I feel like maybe it's the only thing she really knows at that point. Yeah. That's kind people, of how it's written. She's been dating, yeah. The people she's been dating are like have different types of sexual fantasies. 
mm-hmm. that aren't super healthy, it seems. So yeah, I mean, these books, that's the thing. They And that was kind of the ending. They don't really stay together. No. Because they kind of get into an argument. Oh, yeah. And then Alan, Marianne's brother, breaks Marianne's nose. And Connell oh. has to come back. And like, Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the ending to this one's actually really sad. Yeah. I feel. And then they go away to different places and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. It's depressing as shit. Yeah. So yeah, these books definitely don't give you warm and fuzzies, but I feel like after reading it, you're like, oh. Actually, I felt pretty icky after reading this one, not gonna lie. Yeah, this one, there were times where I felt pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. But in like, the- I really liked reading it, but after I'm like, I was just like, oh. What was, um? do you have a favorite character in this book or like something that you liked about this book that you want to talk about? I don't know. I, I don't know if I had necessarily a favorite part of this book or if it was just the nature of the relationships because I think it's so easy to get into like an innocent high school or an innocent relationship when you're younger in high school where you think it's not going to like oh well when high school is done like I'm never going to see this person ever again mm-hmm. but then it goes on for too long like yeah. I've definitely had even friendships where I'm like oh maybe this person isn't a great friend to me but after this point in our life we might not see each other yeah and then you stay friends with them and it's not a great friendship but I think so many people can relate to this in a sense where yeah you it, it you can't just cut people off like whether it's like a romantic partner or a sexual partner it's so hard to do that even if they treat you bad even if they are not a great person there's always that like empathy that people feel towards each other that is hard to break yeah, yeah. the way that she I writes that was very yeah like yeah the connection between two people and the uniqueness of that connection is really cool right yeah yeah the way that they just both see each other in 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 a different way and they don't have to different like, than anyone around them i feel mm-hmm. yeah 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 how about you any favorite parts one of my favorite like people in the book is connell's mom yeah yeah and just like the way that she kind of becomes a mother figure to marianne Mm -hmm. i think was really cool um i also just really liked like when connell was shitty to marianne and like didn't invite her to prom or whatever um when marianne like dropped him on the side of the road and was like no i will not be driving you anywhere like you can walk like that was, yeah. I think, a very cool way to write a mom because she mm-hmm. she was a young mom. And so I think that allowed them to have a very close relationship. But it also allowed the mom to be like, to like check him when he was being shitty, which I think was really cool. And just the way that Lorraine throughout the whole book is always like this person that Marianne can rely on. um, And a person that, I mean... I don't know. Sometimes I just think mothers of sons need to be like, no, don't be shitty. Like, yeah, yeah. If moms of a lot of the men that I've interacted with that have had, I've had negative interactions with, if their moms knew, like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's cool that Sally Rooney like wrote that in and was like, no, like, that's not how you treat women and that's not how you treat people in general. So I really liked Lorraine. She was a, just like a nice, constant, 
in the background of the book. Yeah. Yeah. That yes. felt reliable and felt realistic. I really liked her. So mm-hmm. I liked that part of the book. Yeah, I really did. Yeah, Lorraine was a good character too. I think it was necessary because it's it almost felt like there was no one that like you're like these poor people have no one good in their lives. But Lorraine's yeah. really good. Lorraine is good. And I liked her. Any other thoughts on normal people? No. I just want to watch the show now. I know I kind of I kind of want to go back because I had watched like five maybe five or six episodes but we never finished it so maybe I'll maybe I'll try to go back and and finish it just to you know just to watch I've heard like a lot of people have told me they like it if they haven't read the book but some people who've read the book like don't like it so I don't know hit or miss I I really like the actors in it I watched the first episode but I was I think I was in the middle of moving so I couldn't really Mm. I was like playing in the background I don't think it's one of those shows you can just play in the background yeah you kind of um yeah so yeah I liked it I like that one okay and finally the most contentious Uh, the most yeah we're gonna fight now oh yeah this is oh this is gonna be good you guys beautiful world where are you Sally Rooney's most recent book yeah where should we start with this one I know how did we go about this I've heard your thoughts on it yeah I think you should tell me your thoughts because like I I honestly I don't want to rip this book to shreds because it's not that I hated it I didn't hate it there are a lot of elements to this book that I liked I think I was just I was on a high of conversations with friends and then I read this like pretty much immediately afterwards and I was like they're very different they're very different not actually like I shouldn't say very different but if you're expecting a similar story to conversations with friends or normal people it's not also the characters are a lot older characters are older yes yeah yeah which is I think I liked that because they were definitely more of in a space of life that like I'm in now like I'm not 30 yeah yeah. like we're 20 what are you are you 28 28 I think yeah (laughs) So yeah, like we're in that age, like later 20s. Um, So I like that. Why did I like this book? I loved this book. (laughs) I loved it. One thing I do want to flag, and I don't know, I haven't like read up on this book or anything or or watched interviews with her or anything. I think that she is Alice. Yeah. Like Sally Rooney. I think that this is a little bit, she based Alice on herself. So we have four characters in this book that the book revolves around. We have Alice and Eileen that are best friends. We have Simon that is Eileen's longtime childhood friend, but also love interest. And then we have Felix, who is Alice's love interest. And so between the four of them, basically what happens is Alice moves to... She moves three hours away from Dublin, and that's where Eileen lives. So she moves to a coastal town... A smaller town and lives in this big house she's a novelist she has a million in the bank she's totally doing fine and great in terms of money and career but she is not doing well mentally she had a psychiatric episode and was put in the hospital and after the mm-hmm. hospital she lived in dublin for a few months and then that's when she moved away The book opens with her and Felix going on a date. When she first gets there, she goes immediately on a date with Felix. And they end up having a relationship. 
In the meantime, every chapter in between is an email from Alice to Eileen or Eileen to Alice. Eileen, meanwhile, is living in Dublin. She's also a writer, but she hasn't had success. She hasn't like tried to write anything. She wrote one essay and it didn't really go anywhere. And she hasn't written a novel or anything, but she really wants to. Um, But she kind of has this fear of doing it. And then Simon is one of her other like very good friends who she's known since she was a kid because they were neighbors growing up and they had a sexual relationship a few times he's always kind of seeing someone um they have very similar friend groups so they see each other a lot but then you see that their like relationship grow over the book Mm -hmm. or not grow because they've been they've been friends forever but you see their sexual relationship grow throughout the book um But there's a specific email that Alice sends to Eileen that's making fun. It's it's hilarious. Like she's making fun of writers and she's obviously making fun of herself like Sally Rooney. Like it it was very much like Sally Rooney was making fun of herself of being this big writer. And Alice doesn't care. Like she she doesn't think that she's special because she wrote these books. Um. And she comes off apparently as very pretentious and she comes across as knowing more than everybody else and kind of being aloof and yeah, like standoffish. And Felix is very quick to pin this on her and to call her out for it. Eileen is not quick to pin pin this on her. Eileen just takes it and internalizes it, um, even though it's her best friend. But what I really, again, what I really like is that you know that Alice isn't like that because she actually thinks that. She's like that because she's anxious and she's uncomfortable and she she kind of hates the world and she doesn't really want to like interact with people. And so when she is in a room, that's just how she comes off. And I think that that's not that it's okay to be like that, but I think that sometimes people who are really actually really shy or really anxious come up come across that way and we read them that way and it's not a nice way to be and that doesn't mean that it's okay to be that way but I think that Sally Rooney just speaks to the ways that humans are so complicated in the way that they behave because like you just behave in certain situations and you don't even mean to behave that way like she constantly Alice is constantly saying like I don't mean to be this way I don't know how else to be but I don't want Mm -hmm. to be like that I just don't know I and that doesn't mean it's okay whatever but Anyways, I just really like that about her. And then, yeah, she wrote this email to Alice and was like, or to Eileen and was just like, it's just ridiculous. Like, blah, blah, blah. It was really, really funny. And I was reading it out loud to Taylor because we were having a conversation earlier in the, like literally right before we started reading, we were having a conversation about academics and academia. And like, we're both in in academia right now and I want to keep going with it. And he does not for exactly this reason of like academics, some academics tend to act this way of thinking like they're better than everyone else and it's definitely like a little club and it can be a little bit clicky and um Mm -hmm. annoying and then I was reading this to her to him and it was like basically that but about writers and it was just really funny and I just like that she was like poking fun at herself oh I have one more thing to say about this book um sorry I have one more thing to say as an Irish person The amount of talk about Catholicism in this book and religion was very interesting to me. And I'm not Catholic and I'm not religious and I and I don't like for reasons I'm not even obviously not going to get into. But I really like related to those parts. Oh, 
because I grew up in an Irish Catholic house. Well, I didn't. My mom, my mom was not. My both my parents are Irish. My mom grew up in Canada, and her parents weren't religious, and so she and they were Protestant because they're from Northern Ireland. But my dad, like, we went to church with my dad, and we went to Catholic school in elementary school, and that's a foundational thing in your life. Like, so I, I related to when they were talking about religion and God and like those kinds of things in the way that like they were both critical and skeptical of it but also in the ways that they were like but it's still it obviously is such a part of you when you're Irish because everything around you is Catholic so that was something that I really liked about it and I just related to it a lot oh wow I didn't even know you were Irish that is so cool yes so that's I actually I think that's why I also connect to like the book so much my dad's yeah oh that is really cool okay my mom's from Belfast but yeah so I think like when they're talking about Dublin and like kind of the like getting off on the on the bus and stuff like I kind of know the city like a little tiny bit because I've been there so many times to visit my family so yeah oh my god that is so cool I've always wanted to go to Ireland it's beautiful I recommend it looks beautiful same Mm -hmm. and I've heard the people heard the people are so nice they are they really are. It's true. But yeah. Oh. Yeah. Those are my thoughts. There's a lot of okay, sex. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of sex in this book. Saucy I was, sex. yeah, I was actually kind of shocked. I know. Why does no one talk about that part of this, that part of this book? Like very descriptive sex. Very descriptive Which is sex. like not bad. But I think the one, <laughs> I think the one part, okay, this is one critique I have. I felt like usually when I'm reading smut I guess you could say or like sex scenes in a book it doesn't really make me feel that uncomfortable but I think because Sally Rooney's writing is like so descriptive and in reality sex is can be quite awkward and weird and not always like how it is in the movies or you know (laughs) how people picture it I felt so uncomfortable reading these things like like just it would be like is that good? Do you like that? Is it okay? And I'm like, oh, stop. Like, I remember I was, I was reading it, like, in public in, like, a coffee shop, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm so glad no one can see what I'm reading because I'm just – this is what yeah. I'm seeing right now in my head. But I think – I I don't know. It, it's weird because, yeah, like, for it's almost like the same reasons you like this book – is the reason why I don't like it you didn't like it yeah that's fair though because that makes sense. because I feel like I don't know why I can't maybe because I am the same age as Alice in this book mm-hmm. and maybe it's because I'm jealous of her for being su- success <laughs> a successful author maybe I'm salty but I I totally understand the mental health aspect because I feel like if you became a huge author and you're not really expecting it like you just put out some work it's like anyone who becomes big online for any reason and then they're kind of like oh my god I'm actually big and you have to receive so much criticism and you're you need to put on a face when you go out you have to do all these press events like I can empathize with that because if that ever happened to me if I became famous randomly I think I wouldn't handle it well because I feel like a lot of people think I'm really extroverted, but I'm pretty introverted. I get very anxious going, uh, like I I hang out with a lot of people, but I have that anxiousness. But I think the way 
I mask it is I'm just very outgoing, but I'm not actually, you know what I mean? So I think I do the exact I was yeah. So when I was looking at Alice's character, I'm like, why can't you just be a bit more nice? Like I was kind of like, oh, oh, why can't you just be a bit more personable or something? (laughs) Yeah. but But in reality, people aren't like that. I know like a lot of my not I shouldn't say a lot of my friends, but I know people that are like that like when I'm with them they're super kind and then just when you're in a big social circle they kind of are like yeah which is fair I get it because I have those feelings too yes I just like handle it differently I guess but yeah I I think one thing I wish with this book which might have made me like it better is if it was either Alice and Felix or Eileen and Simon's stories because I think with the four of them, I wanted more of um, character development with all of them. Mm. Yeah, like Felix and Simon, you don't see as much character development. Yeah. Felix, you see the least. Yes, Felix, and I wanted more from Felix because I think he was the most interesting, not the most interesting character, but it was like, especially, so there's that one part in the book where I guess the shower head breaks. And then they're looking up instructions or Felix is like, okay, p- pull up my Explorer or my internet on my phone. And oh yeah. The porn. And he pulls up this. Yeah. Like opens the browser and there's this like graphic porn on the screen. Yeah. And I feel like that happens. You just hear stories about that. I feel like that's everyone's worst nightmare. First of all. Yeah. yeah. And, and I feel like, there's always stories of this like you go into a lecture and then you're like someone opens their laptop and it's porn or like someone's sharing their screen at work and then it ends up being porn like this is I feel like everyone's fear even if maybe you don't even watch porn or you don't look at anything naughty on the internet or whatever maybe it's still a fear of yours but I think that also that was kind of a funny part to me yeah but so real yeah I don't know this this book I think because maybe because the characters are my age I think I could sympathize with the other two books characters because they were younger and Mm -hmm. I've gone through that phase of my life and I'm like okay when I was that age I was yeah I made mistakes I was embarrassing like but in this it's maybe because I don't want to admit like yeah, I'm also kind of in the same boat as you guys right now. Because I was like, this is boring. But I think because it relates too much to me. <laughs> oh, my God. It's too yeah. real. It's definitely not plot driven. Yeah, That's- and it's not, there's not really a plot, I guess. No, and it's it's a lot of description. It's a lot of like, like you said, like emails back and forth. And the yeah. emails almost read like short essays, like little yeah. essays. Book, there's a lot though. of like talk about the work or not the work like the economy and the yeah I think I really liked that part too though because they were yeah they were talking like those are the those are the types of things that I was like oh my god I want to email Alice about this like I would respond to this yeah I really like engaging in those kinds of conversations so I I really liked the emails I also really liked one of my favorite parts was when Alice lives away and uh, Simon and Eileen end up coming in visiting. And so the four of them kind of spend the weekend together. Felix is trying to figure them out because he's like, yeah. you're her best friends, but you've never come and seen her. And like, I don't really get it. And he's talking to one of them. No, I think mm-hmm. he's talking to Alice. And he, oh no, wait, what? Oh my God, okay. But he talks, sorry, I have so many thoughts. He talks to the <laughs> other two and he's like, or he sits down with Eileen one morning or something and is like, why 
Damn, haven't you come to see her? And you just, you get that sense of like, your partner is so protective of you as a person and they really only ever get the one side. And that's the point mm -hmm. of having a partner is that they are your ride or die. Like they, well, not necessarily your ride or die, but like they are always going to hear out your story first and they're always going to be yeah. on your side first obviously and so to see but how often does that happen where like your partner sits down with a friend that you were having a fight with or that you maybe didn't didn't see and they had like an unfiltered conversation about it and then Felix yeah. is able to kind of end Felix and Alice's relationship is new still it's only been a few months and so mm -hmm. he kind of starts to get to know the ways that Alice's brain is working in terms of mm -hmm. like I like talking to Eileen and then there's a part where Eileen, one of them says in an email or something, they're like, I'm probably going to be really shy with you because I haven't seen you. And I just thought how cute that was that like you can be best yeah. friends with someone and emailing them these like super deep, lovely emails. And then when you see each other, you're like, I'm a little shy. And like, she said something about like, I just poured my heart out to you in this email and then I'm going to see you. And like, it's so much easier to like put your heart out onto a piece of paper and send it away rather than like be in person yeah. and have that conversation. Um, and I kind of feel like that, like when I don't see my friends for a while, I kind of am like, oh, like I'm a little bit nervous to see you. And like, yeah, kind of get it's a little true. that was a cute part. Yeah, No, I, I did like that because, well, and you can see, and it's such a real friendship too, because I think that happens a lot in friendships where actually, especially at this age, because well, what I'm finding now, especially at this age, you have so many friends because when you're in school or like, especially when you're in college, you guys are all typically your friends are all in college. But then once everyone starts graduating and getting jobs and maybe not getting jobs, that's when there's like not a rift in your friendship, but that's when things can get weird because even especially now I find that more than ever I'm comparing myself more now to my peers than when I was in school yeah which I thought in school I was like I feel like in school you compare your grades or whatever but you're all in school and you're all not working you're all like whatever but at this time in your life everyone's kind of working or maybe they're back in school or they're traveling mm -hmm. <laughs> or you know it's different and I feel like everyone no matter what even if you're really successful like Alice is super successful but she probably looks at Eileen and is like well you get to stay home and not have eyes on you all the time like I'm living in the countryside in the middle of nowhere but everyone still needs to get in contact with her yeah everyone needs to see her and then they're asking her Alice like you just had this psychiatric break yeah and you said you don't want to do any tours so why are you doing tours and she's yes. like well I have to for work yeah and no and she doesn't seem to have people around her that understand her new life of success or even being rich like even Felix always comments on how Alex is like oh you're some celebrity that has all this money she's like well I haven't always been like this it seems yeah so yeah and I think that's pretty especially with today and how so many people can just randomly become famous due to social media like yeah I like how she didn't use social media as I, I like how she's an author because and that's why it reminded me of Sally Rooney a lot but with social media I feel like so many people around us can just randomly become famous like I have friends that are huge online randomly not randomly like they've done stuff to do yeah, it yeah, but yeah. 
or yeah. they're like on TV or they have this big brand or they're the C- a CEO of a company and it's sometimes or they're so the they're the hot new hosts of a book podcast yeah or they're like <laughs> the hot new hosts of like the number one book podcast in the world like it's so weird to just come across that <laughs> how can you wrap your head around that um had to throw that in but but people are doing so many different things now it's not like I don't know maybe in our parents generation where things are so linear mm-hmm. um well and even with that like even with someone like an author like that's kind of what she's poking fun of it at is like yeah when you were an author back in the day people didn't know who you were like you no yeah, one they don't see you like you weren't recognized. You weren't asked to go. Like, maybe you did a book tour, but, like, you weren't... Like, Colleen Hoover has how many followers on Instagram? Like, that's not a normal thing that authors yeah. would... Like, you're you're not famous if you're an author. You're a famous author, but no, no one knows who you are. And mm-hmm. I think that's where Sally Rooney really gets into it is, like, you're all over the TV. And, like, your friends are saying, like, oh, my God, you're a famous author. Like, you could Google your name. And, and she's coming up. And, yeah, so that's a really good point. No, okay. it it's so true because, I don't know, maybe... because even reading her bio going back to Sally Rooney's past like she still lives in the same town she grew up in mm-hmm. so and she was 25 when she released her first book like that's young yeah that's really young I can't imagine and she and it seems like she has a well she also described her first piece of work as absolute trash which I'm sure it's not because so many <laughs> people love her work including us so yeah it's very interesting and I, I don't know I actually after talking to you about it it makes see and that's why this is good like it makes me like not dislike the book as much because I think when you're reading alone <laughs> when you're reading alone like usual <laughs> unless you're like reading out loud I've always wanted to do that like read in a group chapter by chapter out loud like like in school yeah. um like you you form these thoughts in your head but it's interesting when you actually talk to another person about it like mm-hmm. like this yeah well I think that's yeah. a cool thing part too is like you can still love like the message and the content of the book but like not have enjoyed reading it and yeah there are some books that I really enjoyed reading, but like there was no message or content that like I found stuck with me, which I think just speaks to like when we did like our most memorable books, like you had that one book that you were like, I read it and I really liked it because it was insane. It made no sense. And yeah. like, like, I think that's kind of the cool part about talking about books is otherwise yeah, you don't really get to like, and like now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, wait, no, that one was my favorite book because of all these things that we're talking about. And so I don't know. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. Oh, one part I did want to mention, because I, <laughs> I remember I did say in the podcast that we were, were talking about how I hated this book. Um <laughs> <laughs> I said I said the end really like made me hate it more. And I guess I should tell you now because you've read the book. But oh, I the hate COVID stuff. No, it's not even the COVID stuff. Oh, I hate like that. that I'm like, okay. Uh, I know. And I also hate when they kind of like, I guess with COVID, it's going to be something in in history books. Like it's going to be something really big because it really changed everything for everyone. But like, do you have to add that? But okay. The thing I hate, this is what I hate in romance tropes. This is what I hate in thrillers. I don't think this ever happens in thrillers. But anyways, (laughs) when someone randomly becomes pregnant oh (laughs) (laughs) is that the end of this i'm not happy for eileen all she's ever no 
oh why why you want a baby now i don't know why like i'm happy for her hopefully the baby's well <laughs> but whenever a story ends and like someone becomes pregnant so in this in this case eileen she hasn't had much success with her career in well i don't don't want to compare the two but in comparison to alice like she hasn't had her big break in writing yet but she has this loving spouse, Simon. They end up getting actually getting together for real. And yeah, they become pregnant. And that's great. But I just, I don't know. It's actually not that bad now that I talk about it. Well, no, I, <laughs> I, I understand what you mean. That's I was going to comment on that is that like what we talked about about the other two books and what I said was like a hallmark of Sally Rooney's books is that they're never wrapped up in a tight little bow but this one kind of was this one kind yeah. of was because like they both end up together it's obviously like a year and a half in the future the last chapter so yeah they definitely she definitely did like wrap it up in like a look Eileen got what she wanted um which was to have a family and have a baby and, yeah. and be with Simon and that um Felix and and Alice stay together and live yeah. together Except she never talked about what happened to the dog. Was the dog ever allowed to live in Alice's house? Oh, yeah. What happened to the dog? Sally Sally Rooney, Rooney, we need to interview you. Um, We need another book on the dog. Yeah, a book solely (laughs) on that dog. Because the whole time I was like, ah, the dog. No, what happened to the dog? I know. Oh, my God, that poor dog. Yeah, hopefully he's okay, too. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Sally Rooney is going to keep writing books I don't know I don't know this is the thing is I need to go in and like read about beautiful people where are you more because or beautiful people beautiful world where are you more because I really (laughs) think that it was very influenced by her own experiences and I I, even if none of the rest is like I don't necessarily think the other characters were but I think that Alice the character felt very based on her and so yeah no and I think initially that's why I couldn't really empathize with her because I do remember saying in like that previous podcast I was just roasting the shit out of this book I was like oh she's just complaining you're a rich author and you're rich now like okay now that I okay now I step back I'm like okay that that is actually very hard to go through because she's yeah she's only three years older than me and she has like especially since I have a book account on Instagram Anytime some little thing happens, like there was this really controversial issue that happened when Beautiful World Where Are You came out. Um, I don't want to go too into it because it ends up being really political. Oh, really? But Sally Rooney, we love her. I'll keep reading her work. I have a question though. Would you change your rating now that you've talked it through? Have I I think so. Would you give it at least a I think, three? I think I'd give it a three. Maybe a 3.25. Oh, even. okay. I'll take it. Because, yeah, I think now, because I also was, well, I also just had to read it really fast because I had a seven-day loan on it. Mm, and I started okay. reading it after like four days of having it. So I didn't have much time to digest. Yeah, I think I'd change it to a three because... Goodreads 3, Storygraph 3.25. Because, yeah, I think there's a lot of good messaging. And I do want to read that email you're referring to. That's funny. Yeah, let me see what chapter it's in. I'll try to find it for you. 
I'll have to secure a copy. Yeah, it somehow. was funny. But and also I really love how beautiful her books are. Like this is a really beautiful looking book. I wouldn't yeah. mind buying it just for the look of it. And there's oh, this book also has a special edition similar to Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. Okay. It's like holographic and it's beautiful. So but, uh... yeah. I don't know how I feel about like sparkly books, but I like the idea. Okay. Anyways, those are our thoughts on Sally Rooney. Those are um, our thoughts. Let us know what you think. Did you also think it was let us know like him or did you relate to it in a really weird way like Liv? <laughs> yeah, let us know your thoughts. Um, send us a message on our Instagram. Best Red Podcast on Instagram. Um, you can also email us. Mm-hmm. best read podcast at gmail.com all the links are in our little bio yeah uh, check out the links in the bio and also all the books we've mentioned will be in the description if yeah. you would like to check them out okay catch you next week okay. catch you next week bye bye thanks for listening to the best i've ever read podcast with kim and Liv. you can find us on instagram at best read podcast Email us at bestreadpodcast at gmail.com and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash bestreadpodcast. We would love your support. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week.